0: We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the Wondery and Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, on whose land we record today. We pay our respects to elders, past and present. We recognise the ongoing intergenerational trauma caused by colonisation. Sovereignty was never ceded; always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. In the heat of the no, he it's it a lifestyle oh, oh, just, just shut up. Welcome to Loud, Angry, and Not Sorry, where we talk about news and political systems from a feminist perspective. My name's Leah, and with us we have Danny.
1: Hi, Danny. Hi, how are you, love? Good to see you. Good to
0: see you too. How have you been?
1: There I survived in the stupid barracks and so boring home. Oh. Dude, like, I just want to go out. Like, oh I want God. to... People, wash your hands.
0: Out. Wash your hands. Yes. Oh my God.
1: My hands are fucking destroyed, dude, for mm. so much that I wash them. Actually, it's really dry. Like, mm. I, yeah, I, I hope it's, it's still going to take a while. But
0: yeah, I'm, I'm tired.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I want to go out. Like, I especially want to go out. Party, but i know it will take forever <laughs> oh my god but... i was
0: watching a movie and someone like poured a pint and put it like onto the bar and i think i actually drooled remember i know that like you know i have beer at home remember what not... was go out in a club uh, oh look n- maybe not clubs for me you know especially after fucking covid i'm gonna be terrified of people like don't touch me
1: <laughs> not th- and everyone wants to hug you usually when you are punning because everyone is in c- systems. <laughs>
0: I'm just like, I don't give like, up hug Secrets. vibes. <laughs> what was that? Substance.
1: No, I just say like, uh, people is like in substance, substance.
0: I don't know what is that I word. I don't know what you're talking uh, about.
1: Like in stuff, they take oh, secret substance. stuff. Substance. So everyone want to hug you. Oh. Because there's so, so much fake endorphin in your brain.
0: <laughs> This is not where I thought this conversation was going. (laughs) Oh,
1: definitely. No, my conversation is always going to there, though. So, come back to the topic. Uh, This week, we're going to have... Really interesting topic. For the start, we're going to talk about COVID nineteen because we haven't talked about that, and it's like, what? I don't know. So today we will do it, and we have a lot to say about everything and about this virus. Is a real virus? Is a conspiracy? Oh my god. Is Trump really sick? Pizza Gate? Are you back, <laughs> Hillary Clinton? Do you have a plane with childs inside? I don't know. Everything you will know here in this episode. And <laughs> oh my god! But before we start, with yeah? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah she's impressed because i know so much oh. and i uh, uh, i want to add to that we have a really good interview that leah did to her friend lucy
0: lucy yeah lucy
1: yeah that she is amazing and a so uh, it's a really interesting interview so please stand up it's uh, uh, stand, stand up i don't remember no not stand up stand up no tune up tune stay tuned <laughs> To hear the interview. Oh, my God. Oh, Guys, I'm sorry. English zero. I know. You, but your, before your we start. Your English st- is
0: still better than my English, so don't worry too much. But, but my brain is like,
1: it's so slow, dude. It's yeah, like, it's, it's COVID, so slow. Though, it's okay. Brain. It's
0: COVID brain. It's
1: COVID brain. Yeah, definitely. And if, but for a start, we would like to talk about really, really, really interesting news that we have that we'd like to talk about. Oh, my God. I saw so, this this
0: morning and I lost. Yeah. I'm still... Angry. Like, I'm not as angry, but I'm still fucking angry. Scott Morrison has gone on to Instagram to let everyone know he's got a little weekend project. He's (laughs) He's building a a chicken coop, guys. A chicken coop.
1: Yeah, because everyone like fresh eggs. What that is wrong? Oh, what is the problem no, there? Something
0: who don't. That's okay. But like <laughs> uh he's going to call it the Lodge Ladies and names <laughs> the chickens he's going to name after um MPs. Okay, <laughs> and former MPs' wives.
1: That's beautiful. Chicks. The
0: oh chicks. my god, that is insane. It's, it's so
1: it's so offensive that I don't know if we if he do it like in a
0: actually he's not even violent way. It. He's not even going to name it after any of the MPs. Name some of their chicks after former MPs' wives who lived at the lodge. So not even actual <sharp inhale> people in Parliament. I'm their so- wives fucking what, mate? Why do you consistently... That's like, the animalization of women to start with. But yes. also, like, in the, the metaphor of, like, you know, stealing reproductive labor, I don't even want to go into that. Just the yeah. absolute disrespect. The yeah. absolute disrespect.
1: And the worst is, like, his attitude that is like, I put in my Instagram because I don't think it's nothing wrong. I'm just an innocent prime minister. I don't know that that's sexist. No. Um, no. Poor me. No. You know and what I mean?
0: This is possibly gendered. I just... My what I I'm I'm actually I don't know how this is it man this? consistently shocks me. Cause is it because of this connection? Disgusting.
1: It's a disconnection. They don't really like it, I don't will say that he don't does on purpose because he thinks he's a terrible person, but I feel too that it's a disconnection that they really don't want to understand that yet uh, nothing about woman's a woman's right, nothing like it's really a disconnection. They don't really are even trying to do things right because they show you, like and showing your Instagram I don't know if it's is actually a violent act that he wants to do it on purpose to offend this woman. No, of
0: course not. He, uh, he's doing them oh, a favor by naming chickens after them.
1: Oh, he think that he's just funny, yeah. you know, he and he's cute. it's, it's he just it's, wholesome. That is, but in the same time we can't just like say, oh, but he just didn't do no. it with bad intention oh, because no. you are a politician and hundred percent you should be know that that's not okay. Like what are you doing? Like you're a politician, you should be know that I can offend a lot of women
0: It's not even, uh, and it's, it's not right neither. It's not even just about being offensive even though it is. This actually is a connection to how he views women and women's role in society is True. producing eggs and being stuck in a lodge, call it lodge ladies like it, the, the ladies part isn't even, that's not even the possessive like the women don't even own the lodge it's lodge ladies so it's like this
1: And, I, and I feel too that one were represented before like chickens too because they are like noisy. <laughs> like you know because it's a way that they would like to show us like in movies and stuff like that it's not the first time actually that women are represented like chickens yeah it's not the first time yeah. so yeah it's just a little bit like like shut up you're ridiculous what are you doing but i don't know this
0: this guy is just stupid i don't know he went for a holiday when the country was on yeah. fire like i don't yeah. know like it's it's amazing how much we forget things so easily and so quickly the, yes the shit that this guy has done to this country but he does it with a smile and with a smooth marketing strategy and so we just forget we don't remember marketing yet. yes this dude brought a lump of coal into government
1: i know uh, uh, yeah but the, the, the memory is really fragile yeah uh, and that's not an australian problem though it's oh, uh no. it's a world, worldwide problem because we are so bombed with so many other information because really the media control people in the way yeah. that they show us what we want to see so they make us forget about other things showing other ones and put that information on the top of the other one that's yeah. Why it's so important activism and people that mm. is working because they remember us that that is still there? Yeah, you know? absolutely. absolutely. The refugee and camps is still there. Mm. The forests that disappear, the animals burn, it's, mm. still, it's still a problem. Yeah. You know, the coal mines is still
0: there. Yeah, so climate change still a it, massive and it problem. will not
1: disappear no. because you don't talk about it. So, definitely, so but no, yeah, sorry. tell me, tell me. No, no, you, no, you go. Go first. No, no you. you go, girl. You no, go. You.
0: No, you. <laughs> No, you, 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 you. <laughs> I was just again just the audacity of men, which makes me think of the ex- extinction rebellion. Um, <gasps> tell them, about it. Oh, tell them about it. Tell them about it. Remember, guys, remember the last episode we talked about. It was
1: a forum of men that they're going to talk about patriarchy. Well, yeah. Leah went there oh, and she would go-
0: tell you what happened. It was oh, amazing. You will. Were- <laughs> did I? Did I go there? Did I ever? So it was to- the event was talking about the impact of patriarchy on activism. Initially, we thought it was going to be four men speaking, but it was just the one man speaking which was oh my god it was predominantly women in the audience as well and the people who the host I believe I don't I don't know their pronouns but they presented as as a woman I couldn't believe the just the audacity of this man he's talking about like sitting at home and how he was such a philosopher and he'd sit at home and he'd only be interrupted by the sound of birds and I'm just like you fucking wanker you absolute wanker he's inventing words like him made up this word called corruptal corruptionialism or something like that which meant corrupt politicians like i'm so glad that you invented that word there's absolutely no other way for us to discuss that and he thought yeah. he was so clever when he did it as well but essentially the only time he spoke about women in activism was when he brought up the knitting nanas in climate change that's the only time he, t- he was like women are at the forefront look at the knitting nanas and that was it. That was literally yeah, it. Man. Oh, it was it was absolutely the worst. He literally just wanked himself in circles, talking about just these words that he invented, and essentially just like going on about his <laughs> yeah. own so, privilege without okay. um, articulating that it was it was a privilege.
1: Can, can I say this? Like, it's yeah, basically the guy that you met in a Tinder day, and oh. just talk about himself and he's full of bullshit, and it's just oh. a douchebag that yeah. is like you like you want to fuck, and the guy is like, and going to start talking about have you read a book about organic uh, agriculture. that use the the kind of uh, soil that come from Hawaii. No, 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 bullshit like that. And you are like, what? Of course, I haven't read that. Like, what, what? And the guy's mm. like, oh, it's, so in- it's only for make you like, oh, he's so smart. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you are just full of shit. And your dick is like really disappointed probably because you're talking <laughs> about so much bullshit and for try to like say it like, oh, I'm so smart and so smart and so smart. It's like no, sorry, I don't want to shame uh, little dicks. That's not right. Sorry, because. That- <laughs> important is how you use it it's important is how you use it not the size but you know what i mean I'm talking about that ego thing that they just want to be smart in front of these women to talk them like about what is a patriarchy because he knows because he's a man so who better to explain me about (laughs) patriarchy than the ones that are fucking us already like
0: barely spoke about patriarchy he acknowledged that we're in a state of patriarchy but refused to acknowledge any of the systems and how it actually affected people didn't talk about gender roles, didn't talk about oppression, didn't talk what about the What the fuck did he system. talk about himself? He just cry-wanked into a corner. It was not only boring, but it was confusing and weird. So he it just
1: was... was like smelling his own farts, yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> he was,
0: what, what is it, quaffing?
1: <laughs> he was just farting like... It's made like his fucking farts. Like. Yeah,
0: like essentially I'm pretty sure that his fucking shitty ideas were contributing to the ozone layer. Like they were so full of methane. It was terrible. It's so full of bullshit. Oh, it was just the, just the absolute worst.
1: That's it, And that's why we're going to the next
0: one. <laughs> oh, yeah, we so are and everyone else should because I was no, the but only but now person. I go. I, will I, asked a que- I asked a question at the end. I'm like, so what exactly are you doing to promote the voices of women in activism? And he was just like, so bad. Boozled by this question like why would i be asking a question about women's rights and the voices of women when we're talking about patriarchy in activism like he was just like i'm so it's such a bizarre question i'm like how is this a bizarre question we're yes, talking no, about I know. Patriarchy. because
1: yeah no because he's trying to be as smart as two like may yeah. you look stupid you know like it's It's just like, I don't know where the people find these dudes, but what the fuck are you doing? Mm. Like, this is 2020, basic about feminism. Mm. They can't speak for us. You can't come to, literally they're doing what they always do. Like, I don't know what is the intention. How are you going to teach about patriarchy with men with that attitude and that ego? Like, maybe you can have one dude that from his place and humbly want to explain what he knows about patriarchy (laughs) in a critic way. And that could be all right, too. I don't think you should have four men but maybe one yes Mm. but if you come and you're going to try to teach mama patriarchy and you don't do and the only thing that you talk is about your dick size it's
0: like what (laughs) like what are you doing I tried to make he kept talking about how um, he was a pacifist and how he was anti-authoritarian so he was like I'm not going to go and tell anyone to take to the street but I'm incredibly frustrated that people aren't and this is actually a problem in activism where women's labor is totally stolen and co-opted women put in so much work into building movements creating movements and men just think oh they just all showed up off off their own back like no one just gets up and gets involved in a movement without being agitated and being activated by someone or something and that's usually very usually the work of women gender diverse people and trans people we are the backbone of activism in australia and the problem with the left in australia is not identity politics like all these wankers cry on about oh this woman's saying that i, I I raped her in identity politics and they bang on about fucking why do I have to use their right pronouns that's bullshit that's identity politics it's not identity politics it's not not being a piece of shit essentially which is what some so many of these socialist bros think that they have the right to just do whatever the fuck they want and just expect women to do all the work and then they're just like oh yeah of course people are gonna just get up and do it because it's the right thing to do but when you're so far into this late stage capitalism, people don't have the energy to just get up and do shit. Like no, no one, if they don't know that there's a problem, then how are they supposed to fight against it? Because like you said before, we've got the media pushing out these narratives constantly, always shifting our view away from the fact that the country's on fucking fire. And let's let's look at Morrison shaking people's hands. Like if it wasn't for leftist activists, people wouldn't be looking at Morrison shaking hands being like, what the actual fuck is going on here? Look, at, if it wasn't people talking about about it from that perspective people just be like oh yeah he's he's meeting people that's great look at him he brought some biscuits that's really cool but because of leftist perspectives we're like he took a bag of biscuits to a fire-torn country and he thinks that's enough do you know what i mean that's that's us raising this narrative but people forget about it they don't think of it like that unless there's actually someone making that conversation and dickheads like this guy from extinction rebellion think that people are just going to come to that conclusion on their own no it's not
1: that it's just his attitude to like the way that he expressed his idea how it sounds sound like he's a really douchebag and he's sitting yeah. in a throne looking you like down yeah. like, I'm oh, so yeah. smart people yeah. are so stupid I'm so smart I'm like i in my how thinking and creative philosophy no you what you're doing is wank yourself watching a fucking porn dude like <laughs> shut the fuck up that's oh, bullshit because if you really learn it and trying to understand feminism you will not be talking like that for a start where you have a group of women and feminists there listen to you you will be more smart than that but you don't you just want to put your dick in in the top of the table because it's for me all these kind of things is about their penises on the table like what they do is put it there bam yep. look my dick in the table they yep. think that's that's what i give them the power and uh it's it's fun it's fun for you in the way that it's not nice but in the same time it they just make me always bring back my idea that in feminism have to be uh, made and worked by women and it's the mm. one that can support us but it has to come from us they will never understand even when they try because they never suffer the things that we suffer mm. just for the the fact that we born as women or we feel as women you know yeah
0: and i mean that's the same with racism as well I mean, with indigenous exactly. rights and with people of color, indigenous folk. We don't have oh, that. the social lived, class that, too. Yeah, and social classes. We don't have that lived experience. And that's why we have to invite these voices, not even invite them, support the ones that exist because they're already exactly. doing the work. Mm-hmm. Give them money, support their causes, share, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. And actually listen. Stop inserting ourselves into the conversation and promote these voices. Colonialism in this country and white supremacy is a massive problem. And I would say is at the foundation of all the issues, not just feminism, the climate crisis. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's, it's true. But you know, change a little bit of the topic. No, everyone, oh, everything sorry, was Sorry, just yeah. quickly though. So yeah, after I had my little rant and had a bit of a yell and asked them if they thought it was appropriate for men to speak on patriarchy, they changed the title from, um, they took patriarchy out of the title of their event and they oh. inserted intersectional. I intersectional don't... is intersectional. Really it's still men talking still not intersectional i don't know how dr kimberly crenshaw will think about this because it's not intersectional how the no fuck it's not intersect having a man only a man talk about this stuff how is that intersectional how on what planet on what planet oh my god yeah. sorry it, no it's, the, it's, it's so
1: strange it's so transient i want to add something because not everything is bad news this week we have a really fun news actually it's just i mean like laughing with the simpson memes <laughs> are the best Trump have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Comrade COVID. <laughs> oh my God. But the best part is all the conspiracies around. Like people say that this is a conspiracy because before the election, that is not real. Other people say that they made him, uh, him on purpose sick so oh he can God. win. Other ones yeah. say that he got sick so he will win uh, because now all the tension in the, in the media is on him. Yeah. I will say this. He's an idiot. It's stupid. <laughs> and the other one is not too good either because that... do you... Did you? Uh, well, I saw just short parts of the debate. The, I, what is the one when they talk the one debate. and the other one? The debate. And it was so embarrassed for both of them, actually. Oh, my God. Because the yeah. other one, too, was just insulting Trump. Like, yeah. dude, you are the bigger person here, supposedly, and yeah. you're just acting like a child. Like, you are the worst person. In the Don't insult yourself. The, just... Just yeah. go to do facts I mean,
0: yeah you don't need probably not wrong like, do you know what I mean? No, it's but not. But if you're going to say stuff like that, you've got to back that up with some sort yeah, of an
1: argument. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No ch- child fight. Dude. Let's go to be smart here. Let's go to be the big person. See, everyone yeah. knows that Trump is the worst that happened in long time. And actually, kind of like, I know it's maybe talking about this because I have, sorry for my American fellows, but I'm tired to my lobby around your freaking country. I'm tired that my news and everything around in the world is about you. I'm kind of tired of that. So yeah. sorry, but not sorry. Really, no, but at the no same time, yeah. But but I think that he is a disgusting human being because I feel bad for all the people that is dying. And um, oh, absolutely, it's terrible. The, uh, the and he said,
0: so, "Oh, sorry to interrupt you." The thing about that, the um the thing with the debate, though, the things that Biden was saying, the people who agree with Biden already knew that. So just just slagging out Trump is just going to give more fuel to the opposition, and that's not it, the purpose that's of, a de- of a debate. Yeah that's not what a debate is. It was no. And, the right wing and the alt right do this really well is that they control the narrative. Exactly. So Trump's brought this whole conversation down to a shit slinging match. Yes. And Biden has just played straight into it. And now yeah. Trump's sick. Biden's like, oh, we wish the first family well. And oh, I hope they're good. Like, who gives? It wasn't a matter of if Trump was going to get COVID. It was when Dickhead was running around without a mask, like just shaking hands with everyone. He may as well been licking fucking doorknobs, honestly. Of course he was going to get COVID. How was he not? Uh, and gonna it's get funny. COVID? And
1: it's funny because no one in the news, I think, will be talking about that he never wore masks. They're going to be yeah. talking that she's just sick. And no one going I'm to not. say like he was not wearing masks. You see, stupid idiots, wear your mask. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. And but, then but, there's mm. already people like talking about that. Like, there's the whole QAnon stuff. But QAnon is going to QAnon regardless of what the outcome will be. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about that too much. Like they're going to find some conspiracy theory in anything. It's so
1: funny though. I oh, love them. My That's my, oh, my favorite God. one. God. No. That's my. Part. It's part is like literally here at Clinton, their 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 rally fact because they start a conspiracy about PizzaGate and all the pedophilia situation pizza and everything. Gate.
0: Oh, I I, the I pizza don't. Gate The
1: PizzaGate come from there. <laughs> Come from from a group of Trump people that created this story because the owner of the place of the pizza place was a guy that he was homosexual too, and they created this sect and stuff, and it was so crazy. People really believe it, and Mm. um, that fact all the uh, campaign of Hillary Clinton. What I I, for me (laughs) United States like the good ones are not even good ones. It's just a a little bit less bad than the other one because (sighs) this other guy, this new other guy, I don't think he's good neither. But it's not Trump. It's not Trump. That's the thing. I
0: feel like. QAnon conspiracy theorists they're what happens when we're not given accurate news. People start inventing stuff and coming up with their own stories and their own conspiracies. And I don't think that in of itself is actually a bad thing. Yeah. I think it's important to think critically about what's happening on, try and read between the lines, try and figure it out. But when it goes to this sort of like extreme, and I think that's a symptom of the fact that we don't have a single politician we can trust. No we have kind of percent. We we don't look, it's bizarre and it's strange, like that fucking Bunnings Karen woman like hexing dan andrews like like what 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 why what? what i don't look i don't i don't understand i don't get it i wouldn't go as far as to say it was a mental health issue or anything like that i'm sure that there are people with mental health issues but i you can't justify this as like a sort of like a delusion or a paranoia or something it's literally people trying to figure stuff out yeah. and this is what the government's done and this is what the media has done to people it's tr- like we're just getting such bullshit news i can't remember where i was going with this
1: that you don't have to believe everything that yeah. anyway people don't believe you're going to- to believe the things because no one trusts politicians. That's the thing. No yeah. one like politicians, and it's true. Yeah. That's what the system. It has to everything start to change. Like we need new people, young people, different people, because it's time for change. And it's not only South America. It's not only Australia. It's the whole world because people is tired of this fascist and system. But the problem is the people that we concern about it. We are pretty young, and we can even go to government yet because we are all of us the big part. Eh, like around more than I would say teenagers years are amazing. The new generation that are coming are amazing. And our our generation I will say, like, we are around 40s. Some people in their 50 but the big parties, like, no older than 45 years. So a lot of people can't even get close to go to political places or they don't have the support because they are little little parties that don't trust the big ones. So it, the, the political situation is always complicated. But
0: the, <coughs> the system's just not designed for us to actually succeed. Like, exactly. And I think there's a big problem. I, I mean, I can only talk about it in Australian context, obviously, but. It's it's Australia. A oh, it is so weird, eh? guys,
1: your <laughs> boat is so strange. Like, my boyfriend had to explain me five times, and I'm like, wait, but what? But, but what? It's, so in the end, always win the same ones. It's, well, it's made
0: for the, the, always the same ones win. We're, we're trying to work, cha- we're trying to change the system, but mm. we can't change the system because the system's designed not to be changed, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like with these incitement laws, and we yeah. haven't really, I don't think we've spoken about this much, but essentially an assignment law is inciting someone to commit an offence is an offence in and of itself. And that's what we saw with Chris Breen, who Lucy will talk about later from the Refugee Action Collective. I won't go into too much detail because, like I said, Lucy spoke about it. But he got arrested for inciting an illegal protest, essentially. But it wasn't an illegal protest.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: They were in cars. They were actually safer. Than anyone on the street. I mean, this law's not been used since like the '90s or something, and it's just—it's really strange the way that the government just plucks these laws out of nowhere to use them on us, so that we don't, yeah, so that we don't push back against the government. Mm-hmm. And that's another problem with the police force at the moment is that cops individually are allowed to use their discretion, which is that's why that's a we, problem, such a because
1: problem. police are is I think that in the last time, but police always being shed, but in my personal like life uh, police is being like the enemy of the people mm-hmm. the enemy of the people that it should be protecting like in Chile it's, it's terrible uh, because people in Chile the cases are not going down Two, three, 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 three thousand cases per per day, and the police is the people is like struggling to eat mm. because it's not a real system here. What they did in it was uh, put, um, we we have a seguro of cesantia like unemployment uh, insurance that mm. ourselves pay when we when we get pay our our money we pay that and then. The your money that you pay they divide it like in six different fees no fees like amounts and every time it's smaller so you can survive like three or four months and then you don't get nothing else so we have people that is literally don't have food and they are surviving because communities themselves are making like illegals uh, like dinings Mm. where they share food Mm. and police is going there to shut down that places and people start to go to the streets again because it's coming we're trying to make a constitutional change yeah. So we want to change the constitution. The constitution was changed in the 80s for uh, the dictator Pinochet. He changed the whole constitution in the way that we can't change nothing because the constitution from the beginning is fact for always um, safe. Uh, everything is uh, it's pretty much pure capitalism. Like Everything is private in Chile. Everything is for support and make the rich richer and money, money, money.
0: So that all is... the laws... And that's where we're heading here. Sorry, all the laws. Yeah, yeah. So the constitution
1: is the problem. So now in October we're going to vote for uh, reject or approve the change of law. Mm. And if in which way? If we want to make a mix like between the parliament, all the and people, or actually choose the people do it, like representative of Aboriginal women, feminism, communism, everything, 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 everything. everyone uh, one representative or a couple of groups, a, a real representation of the people, and that's what we want because we don't trust the politician because the right wing is going to come and sometimes even the left to try to uh, block us to do things. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to vote for like the people is the one that's actually going to do. Our people, like how we call it in Spain, El Pueblo is going to do this new constitution. We're going to vote for things, you know, actually it's yeah. going, it's amazing. But that's why now it starts to be really agitated yeah. because they, you have people like from the other side think that we want to like make, pretty much create a new Venezuela because I don't know why people think that everything the <laughs> we all want to be like a communist country a other socialist country that is, are in South America in the same in the same way they are not socialists they're still being fascist because they're still using dictator yeah. power so they don't understand yeah. how it works so the thing that we're going to create like a I don't know what they're thinking but the thing is yeah. like the other day the police uh, was persecuting these people that they were making the protest about this because everyone is peace our circumstances are different to Australia we are being mm. fighting against the police from October and that a guy of 16 years old was pushed to the river by the police and it's a video from a bridge. What? That river is so it's no deep he died. Sixteen oh years old. The police push him. Like it's a video. He pushed him. That's they never pay with jail. They never pay for no. all the people that lose they lose their eyes. Like yeah, two hundred people. Here. Yeah. It's terrible. But he in that we actually we making like protests like two million people and the police goes. Yep. And it's insane. Yep. So in the, in now the coronavirus, like come back to coronavirus. I understand that we have to stay home because I really don't want more people die. Like mm-hmm. I know I, at least for my age and everything, I don't think I will die if I get sick or maybe yes, I don't know. But I'm thinking more about other people that yes can die. And his thing is, it's really what, yes, we should be stay home. But in the same time, what is the problem that the rules? are different Mm. because we are in a neoliberalist system. Mm. What I mean? Like, they have problems if they want to do, we have people uh, in their cars, start to make a protest in their cars. That is illegal. But when they have before open, SARA, H-I-M, bannings, with people going to buy plants, making a line to buy a plant, Mm. you know, that is not illegal. That, that is all right. Yeah. That's okay. Everyone touching the clothes, trying clothes, that's not illegal. But yes, have someone that is inside of the car trying to make a protest in the car, that yeah. is illegal.
0: Yeah. So um, we might just quickly go to uh, the interview with Lucy.
1: Yeah, do it, do it, do it.
0: Yeah. I spoke with Lucy, who's a member of the Refugee Action Collective. She's a high school teacher, state counsellor of the Australian Education Union. Oh, wow. And she was, yeah, she's amazing. Like, she's a badass, eh? Yeah, yeah. So we'll just go and listen to Yeah, the let's interview. do it. Hi everyone. We've got Lucy with us from from RAC. Hi Lucy. Hi Leah. Thanks for joining us. So it's been quite an interesting morning for you by the sounds of things, but do you want to give us
2: a bit of a background on on what's been happening with you and RAC? Okay, sure. So Refugee Action Collective has been organising since the beginning of, well, for many, many years um, but particularly since the beginning of the pandemic, to urgently get the refugees who are held in the Mantra Detention Centre Hotel in Preston and also Mida Detention Centre in Broadmeadows in Melbourne out of those places of detention, we've you know we have a long-going campaign about indefinite detention being an infringement of human rights and refugee rights. But COVID has made it all the more important because of the health risk of confined places um, like prisons um, and the detention centres. So we've been been campaigning. At the beginning of the pandemic, when the first wave of restrictions came in, we organised COVID safe protests and the first kind of variation that we organised was a car convoy and this was around Good Friday just before Easter where people would come in their cars, we would um, do, a, the plan was to do a lap of the, the Mantra Hotel in Preston, cover our cars in protest material and symbols, honk our horns a little bit, yeah, play yeah. some music out our windows, show the refugees inside that we were, you know, we were there but also kind of make a very obvious splash. And what happened was on that very morning Chris Breen who is a member of Refugee Action Collective and his name was on the Facebook post about this action police entered his house and arrested him took him to the police station held him for many many hours and charged him with incitement we didn't know at the time that that's what had happened so about 30 or 40 other people kind of met up in their cars and started to you know do the plan yeah, yeah. and as um each of us in our cars approached the mantra hotel we were stopped by police and issued with the fine a 1600 dollar fine for breaking the covered regulations so we were really um <laughs> really frustrated by it because it was a very safe protest you know, the moment of unsafety was when the police entered Chris's house or forced us to roll down our windows. Like uh, other than that, we wouldn't have had any physical contact with any other people. So, yeah. Yeah, And it's so ridiculous that like at this time, like Maya was open. And right. Maya was yeah. open. Um, you know, Bunnings was open, office work. Like yeah. Every I was working at school, you know, I was showing yeah. up to school every day and teaching kids. So, <laughs> you know, the contradictions were pretty rife and it was really obvious to us at that point that the police were being given extraordinary license to crack down on people on people's rights and you know we were we were kind of said at the time like if you're if if this really is about the health regulations then deal with what's going on in the mantra you know yeah. because those guys in there they didn't have soap at the time uh, they didn't have the space between the in the corridors they weren't able to access masks or you know like they there were three people to a room and we have the chief health officer saying that what the the conditions that they were held in was were were really really dangerous so you know it obviously wasn't about health in, in on that day at all and since then
0: so there was supposed to be an action today so what happened there
2: Yeah, so we tried our plan. We were very, very excited um, when we learned that the roadmap included, you know, from from last weekend, being able to not just exercise in public, but there was a a kind of a new line in there that said social interaction. So people can meet in pairs within their five kilometres for social interaction. So we designed a protest where people would meet if they lived within five kilometres of the mantra. um, They would meet up for 10 minutes out the front, you know, holding a sign, mask. 1.5 1.5 meters apart all the rest of it and then you know go leave a space of time and then the next pair would come along but i got a call from preston police saying that the plan was unlawful and that according to their prosecutors legal advice protest didn't count as social interaction that was the two things were mutually <laughs> exclusive which is just insane it was really ridiculous you know so we we kind of talked about it and and initially we were like you know what we're going to try and challenge this we're going to try and push ahead and see what happens because that's really crazy. You know, what if we showed up without signs, but we were just wearing refugee action collected yeah. t-shirts and badges. Yeah. So we were like, okay, let's let's push it here because otherwise we're going to be constrained forever. But then they turned the fines up a notch um and we would be facing ten thousand dollars, so five thousand dollars for the two people. Mm. And we just we've we're already up for $50,000 worth of fines at the moment from that that Good Friday protest. So we were just like, nah, that's gonna, that's gonna throw us out. So we called it off, we called everybody who had registered and told them, you know, sorry, we're gonna do a hologram protest instead, you know, stay tuned for future actions. Mm-hmm. And then this morning I got a call from, you know, the same cop saying, oh, you know, we've had new legal advice <clears throat> and actually the protest would have been legal. <laughs> we knew yeah we knew and i was like could i have that in writing please and he was like no no no. you just have to read the road map it says social interactions um illegal and i was like that's what we said <laughs> oh my god oh, i just uh, cops i can't what
0: implications do you think that that's going to have on the right to protest essentially after covid right? i
2: think but, it's COVID. Yeah. COVID's, yeah, COVID's with us for a while as we keep hearing there's the COVID normal and we've seen, yeah, like our experience from Refugee Action Collective's point of view is that it's had a really chilling effect on protest Um You know, when you have the organisers being arrested and charged with incitement and the participants being threatened or actually fined, Mm. then our ability to speak out has been really, really like huge amounts of cold water thrown on it. Mm. And, you know, people say like, well, you know, you can do online protests and online rallies and petitions and so on. And, And absolutely we have and we will keep doing that. But it's not the same as... Organising publicly on the streets or in in public places, mm. so that ability to project our voices and to um, vocalise dissent is is really important when we're talking about the rights that we need both to deal with COVID and also just the fundamental injustices that existed already. I'm I'm actually really concerned. We've got slot Walk coming up at the end of the year, mm. and on top of we've already we're planning
0: to have it through 3CR so they're going to broadcast the speeches but we want to do something in person like you said like within the restriction guidelines but it's like who knows what the cops are going to say on the day Mm.
2: yeah it's really difficult it's absolutely difficult and I think you know like a lot of people have been kind of like trying to weigh up what is going on here is it other cops taking advantage of the situation or is this power Mm. that they've been legitimately given and I think it's you know I think it is it goes all the way up to Andrews, unfortunately. Like he spent a lot of time before COVID building up the police force and building up police powers and, and really heavily arming police as well. We've seen yeah. the public order response team getting, you know, their kind of RoboCop outfits and so on. Yeah. So this is a trajectory that's kind of the, um, the Victorian state government has been on for a while. And with coronavirus, it's just been their whole approach to the virus has been to social control. So, yeah, I think. I think it is concerning. Like one thing that we organised in between waves was we, there was a moment where we were allowed to gather in public spaces with groups of 10 and groups of 20. So we planned lots of actions that were about, you know, mobilising small groups of people. And even those, the police were really, really heavy-handed with us. They said, for example, that relay protests, so where we were going to relay groups of 10 through outside the front of the mantra, they were like, no, nah, we'll, we'll find you. We'll find you if you do that, even though that's what cafes and restaurants were doing. And so we organise relay protests with lots of different locations. And, mm. you know, we will do those things. And I know lots of all of our protests, like all of the left is going to be trying to find ways to, to challenge these protest laws and like push the boundaries of it further and further. And I think that's just what we have to keep doing because otherwise, yeah, we, we just accept shutting up and we can't afford to do that.
0: We really, really cannot cannot afford to do that. It wasn't the incitement laws, they stopped using them for a little while, didn't they? And they've only just really brought them back.
2: Yeah, they the last time they used them was in the nineteen nineties, early nineties. So they haven't been used for a really long time. That's right. Yeah, I think I think we all, like all the different groups, you know, whether it's feminist groups or the unions or climate activists, like we all have a common interest here and mm. a kind of a sense of urgency about needing to challenge the right to protest or challenge for the right to protest mm. so I think supporting Chris and I'm um, getting behind Rack's campaign yeah. like everyone has an interest in it but I think also we all have an interest in supporting each other's like when we do take those kind of actions Mm. um you know slut walk organizes something kind of innovative and like pushing the boundaries i think it's really important that we do all get behind it because Mm. there's strength in numbers and we saw that with the black lives matter rally you know when when they mobilized tens of thousands of people sure the police didn't like it and they find the organizers but they didn't try and touch the tens of thousands of participants who showed up and that's our magic power (laughs) so we've got to keep keep building i think
0: yeah. So everyone, whenever there's a protest, regardless if you think it's important or not, just go. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just go.
2: <laughs> but even
0: like with the, like there was a real tension uh, like amongst like my group of friends, especially around the anti-lockdown protesters when they were charged mm-hmm. with incitement and the the cries from from the right, like about, you know, freedom of speech and like the, all this kind of, all of a sudden they're all bloody lefties demanding Uh a right to to protest it was really concerning to see the same laws that were used on like you and chris Uh being used in that in that way and there's a real i don't know i feel like there's a real tension because absolutely those people shouldn't be protesting but it's not about there shouldn't be incitement and the right to protest it should be that they're breaking covid restrictions, surely because they Uh actually were as opposed Uh to you and chris working within the guideline it's a really bizarre well i
2: mean i i think that yeah that there was a lot of conspiracy (laughs) theory and, you know, we saw as well in St Kilda today, people who are just kind of flaunting the health concerns and, and not not seeming to take those particularly seriously. Mm. But I think the left really does itself a lot of damage if it can't credibly be the voice of the right to protest, and be the voice of you know we are the ones who stand up for civil liberties, and and also we're the ones who stand up for people's rights to kind of self-determine health in their communities. And I think there's been a lot of confusion about the lockdown protests, mm. uh, the lockdown politics within the left in that regard, and not taking seriously those concerns about how the lockdown has affected working class people, has affected women in particular, mm. has affected um, um, refugees and migrants and people of colour not understanding the extent of the authoritarianism and the police crackdown in, a, in those communities I think does the left a lot of damage I think we are the ones who need to be like we, we're going to protest we're going to do it safely we're going to do it with masks and we're going to do it in a in a way that points towards our rights and our genuine like you know across across our kind of marginalized and, and working-class communities those rights we need to be the ones articulating that otherwise people like avi Yemeni, you know people who are like traditionally and like still really conservative figures and and really right-wing are getting a hearing they do not deserve because people who are really frustrated are looking to them for for leadership and that's crazy yeah no it's it's super bizarre but he's he's like a harasser right-wing Shows up to protest and and pushes people around physically. Like he's a. Mm. I think he's been convicted of domestic violence. I think.
0: Yeah I'll, right. I'll, okay. I'll
2: cut that. I'll cut that out if
0: it's not true. Um, but like <laughs> uh, something about like um they were they were chanting last rally I saw him at they were chanting where's your chopping board RB like mm. horrible horrible stuff
2: yeah. Neil Erickson yeah.
0: you know rapist like absolutely
2: horrible
0: people people look up to them yeah yeah how do they have a platform it's just anyway it's a completely different topic so
2: i I think it is related though i mean i I guess that's the point i'm trying to make really badly but like people have genuine frustrations with the lockdown and they need to be taken into account and we need we can do that in a in a safe way in a way that like prioritizes health Mm -hmm. and if we don't then yeah ericsson and and rvmd get a platform
0: yeah. Oh no, you're you're absolutely right. Because there is a lot of depression and mental health stuff, isolation and loneliness. Like all of that yeah. stuff is completely real. And like, it's yeah. been a lot, if you, it's not even just COVID lockdown. It's, we we could barely go out over summer as well because of all the smoke. So it's pretty much been this entire year we've been stuck inside. I want to be stir crazy.
2: Stir crazy. And also, like, you see the government just like they're taking it out on us, you know? Yeah. And they're not doing the things that are so obvious. Like, where is the contact tracing? Where is the permanent work? Where where are the permanent visas? Like, why isn't Andrews pushing for permanent visas for people who, you know, are not able to access work, not able yeah. to access Centrelink? Like, there's there's all that stuff that you just like, you know, there's only so much we can cop without, you know, the public health system and the government stepping up.
0: Yeah, and that whole the, oh, the state of emergency it frustrates mm-hmm. me so much that this state of emergency, they've gone straight to over policing, as opposed mm-hmm. to they could have used the state of emergency to debt forgiveness. And right. They could have seized um, empty houses for the homeless. And they, they could have done so much with this state so of emergency, true. except they decided to just arm the police force and get the army involved.
2: That is so true. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, could, they could have used the state of emergency to empty the detention centres.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Help the men that are stuck in the Mantra Hotel. Mm.
2: Like,
0: yeah, they could have done some actual good
2: but instead mm-hmm.
0: they just decided to turn us into a police state yeah so, yeah awesome most progressive government in australia <laughs> awesome <Cool boy. laughs> oh it always makes me cringe when people say that
2: yeah thanks yeah. daddy andrews <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. um <laughs> sorry, it makes me
0: so ill we need to really look at how we protest as well mm-hmm. like this whole you call the cops you call the council you call yarra trans that's not a protest Hmm. That's a that's a that's a, a fate or like a do you know what I mean? It's just walking yeah. out the city a few times and going to get dumplings. It's not <laughs> it's not civil disobedience. And we need to really look at how we are actually organizing and what we're actually doing when we do our marches and when we have our rallies.
2: I yeah, you
0: do don't. You know, technically, we don't even need to call the cops to tell them what we're doing.
2: No, I mean, RAC never does. We always just whack it up on Facebook and check that no other left groups are organising an event at the same time. So, yes. ultimately, the police call us, um, you know. So yep. that's fine. And and Yarra Trans also like we'll always, you know, when we've got a big rally in the city, Yarra Trans will call us, and they're fine to deal with. They'll be like, "What's your route?" We'll stop the Trans, whatever. That's you know, what. But they know, like, you're right. It's it's about us you know asserting our right showing up and say well we're going to be here you guys work around us because yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're going to be here Yeah,
0: I just, just want to like do a um, a protest in the city in front of parliament house take up that entire like you know how many trams and stuff go through there just take mm-hmm. up that space and just sit down yeah and just occupy it and until we actually have someone talk to us and if that's all day that's all day yeah like, I'm just I'm just get so frustrated with these actions that we consistently have and yet nothing happens and nothing changes because we're not actually, it's so performative. Well, it feels mm. performative anyway. Mm. anyway yeah. So I
2: think, yeah. I think, I mean, I think some of it is symbolic. Like there is a, there is symbolism in protest that's kind of, um, yeah, like it's about a media stunt sometimes and that's, you know, where the campaign is at, but absolutely that there's nothing that can, substitute for that sense of power when you really do take the streets and you mm. you know step onto the streets or you're you're sitting down and you're blocking an intersection and and you've actually collectively transformed the balance of power in the city for a moment and it's yeah it is transformative for what you feel like is possible as well i miss it um, so much i know <laughs> one day soon Just, oh, i can't wait to
0: yell at cops again <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'll give you some phone numbers <laughs>
0: okay yeah no i've got to- i think we might wrap it up there is there anything sure. else that you wanted to shout out is when
2: when's your hologram thing so our hologram protest is today oh. uh, or sorry this weekend i should okay. say <clears throat> um so our holiday hologram protest is this weekend um but now that you know the police have told us that they've reinterpreted the meaning of social interaction <laughs> again. we will no doubt be having a covid safe paired protest outside the mantra some point soon so keep an eye on the refugee action collective facebook page and website for details of our our next protests.
0: amazing all right you'll have our support with that
2: awesome Awesome. thanks Leah
0: oh not at all thank you so much for your time all right, cheers. cheers. So, everyone, go follow Rack on Facebook and support their upcoming actions. Yeah, that's so awesome. Thank
1: you so much, Lucy, for your time and support us yeah. and talk to us.
0: Yeah, um, Chris Breen was supposed to be with us, but he couldn't make it, so we were pretty <gasps> yeah. delighted. Yeah, no, we were super <laughs> delighted to have Lucy. She's an absolute legend. It's really cool.
1: He doesn't have coronavirus, though. No worries.
0: (laughs) Well, I didn't see her in person.
1: (gasps) (laughs) Maybe. No, but what I mean is that he's okay. That's what I mean. It's a joke. For the combi combi joke. (laughs) No. no, Now you laugh. Now you laugh. (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) a good joke. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Sorry, babe. (laughs) You Um, ruined my jokes.
0: Sorry. (laughs) I'm <laughs> sorry. All right. I mean, I'm not sorry. Lay I'm not sorry
1: about sorry. Not jokes. sorry. Yeah. Okay. So what? Well, uh, yeah. What happened to them was really crazy. Huh? How yeah. How some things are like legal, no
0: illegal, independent of the police or whatever. Fucking cops! I swear to God, we have not been anywhere near enough a cab on this show. Like we need to be more a cab and more thirteen twelve. Yeah. Constantly, constantly at the front of our minds, we must be always questioning the police. And not just their actions, but the motivations for their actions. What are, What are you doing with this? Do you know what I mean? Like, like why are they dressed like fucking G.I. Joes? Yeah. Yeah. New Zealand doesn't have armed police force. Why do we have an armed police force? Why why do they need to have fucking pepper spray on their person on a Wednesday morning? Like why? It makes no sense. Yeah, it's and not it, logical. And it's it's unnecessary. True.
1: And I think that it's not only question the the people that work in the police, I think we have to question, as always, the big one, the system. Because yeah. it's the way that they are trained the problem. Because yeah. maybe some of them come with good intention. I don't have doubt. I have to people that they really think that they're going to do it for protect other ones. I just trying to be positive in that way. But the problem is you're going to assist a police that is create in a fascist system, in a capitalist system. When you want to, without to realize or not, you are being part of the oppressor. So mm. even you can come with the best of intentions. Sometimes you just being part of the problem and you don't want to see it neither because being a police mm-hmm. give you a lot of benefits that normal people don't have. I don't know here yeah. in Australia, but in Chile, you have everything. You have better health, better education. I have a house. You have a retirement that maybe is not the best of all of that because in my country, the people are the big part of the people that uh, form the police is people with a uh, like come from a really low, low income, family income. Mm-hmm. And they turn to police because all the benefits that they have. So, and they still don't get into many, but in comparison with a normal person of low income get, yes, they're going to have a house, they're going to have health, they're going to have education.
0: Yeah. I don't think that's so much as the police force here, but definitely the army. Uh, Ah, yeah. They get people from lower economic backgrounds. Yeah, is is with those education packages? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and housing and support. And you know, if you've come from a, like an abusive family, and someone says to you, "Well, you know, you can come live with all these people. We're going to be where are your family now." Essentially, yeah. Of course, you're gonna. Of course. Oh, you always you get your edu- you get paid to learn how to be a doctor or whatever the fuck you want to do. Like you get paid to do that, and everything's looked after. It's a great system. It's just a shame. It's so that you can actually go and shoot people. Mm-hmm. do you know what i mean I and oppress cultures and go and blow up villages in fucking it's insane dude. it's mm. insane yes yeah, it's, yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's a system that's why i think the change of constitution is like the changes have to be deep now mm-hmm. because you can't you can't do nothing if you still you have the base as a problem like we can't we can't do too much like about for example if we want to make a better world we have to change the system, the economic system mm. that we're living on because that is one is fucking us. That's why the climate changing. That is why all, yeah. everything, everything have to be like from the root and we are not treating things from the root, you know, mm. and that's yeah. hard because it's yeah. like a whole collecting change, but you sometimes yeah. have to, you have to do it in a moment. It has to happen.
0: There, and there's a lot of people who just don't understand how we can do anything other than capitalism. I yeah. think it, this is the system. This is all we know. We think of communism and Marxism and that kind of stuff, and you immediately associate that with like the Great Leap Forward in China and mass genocide. Yeah, the things that Stalin did and yeah, terrible, all of that kind of stuff. And you look at China, that's kind of well, really they've moved away from communism, but it's weird. Capitalist, com- I don't know. Like it's maybe so they weird. are the the real yeah. centrists. Yeah, the growth that China had. Was because they refused to engage with the world economy essentially and set up their own economy. Yeah. And that's why they become such a superpower. It's, it turned nationalist, they, they create yeah. everything
1: themselves you know they don't need to get anything from outside yeah they try to do that
0: it's kind of fucking genius but also at the same time terrifying yeah because you
1: have to explode
0: your own country to get
1: everything that because that's the problem like you still need all that technology and materialism that the people want anyway Mm -hmm. so you still have to explode your own people to get it so in the in the sense it's not like we want i think we should be changing the rules roots and understand that we can't take things from all make the same mistake that's all to take the good things from everywhere and create something new because we are a new new kind of people we are people of the world we are not like nationalists we don't we don't born in our country we only know about our country now we are connecting from anywhere so mm. it's different than even the level of education that we have a lot of other factors but it's still like it's, it's hard because you have to it's really something that has that to happen for people to take conscience of. that's what is happening in a lot of part of the world what we need to look at
0: is yeah. not just income. Yeah. You need to stop looking at these systems as different individual systems and look at how each one of them overlap. People are like, oh, universal basic income. Awesome. Let's do that. And I mean I'm kind I think I might be one of the only people in my social group that think that the universal basic income is kind of it's an extension of capitalism. People just disagree with me always anyway. That's yeah. really fine. I don't think that universal basic income is a great idea. All that's going to do is just cause inflation and then people just like oh well you just tax people it'll be fine you just tax them and i'm like yeah rich people don't know their way around the tax system exactly like like it's still they do all it's going to do is push up the the lower income levels yeah, I mean, maybe it might work if we also reduce the higher income, like maybe cap income at like say 150,000 or something. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, But that's still going to cause wage disparity, but just the margins are going to be smaller. It's still going to be an issue. What we actually need to address is who controls the law and who controls the labor. That's what we need to be looking at because at the moment it's not us.
1: <laughs> and and the truth is, too, like, for example, people talk about, like, that minimum, like, universal wage, but in the end, like... Oh people don't consider some things for example if you live from that universal income the minimal income right like you don't you can even think to go to the dentist for example and they don't consider that is like you don't have the right to have your teeth in good condition because for example me i am lucky that i born in a good situation so i never have that kind of problem but now that i I here I'm 100% independent for me I, when I go to the dentist it's when I go to South America because yeah. here is ridiculous because mm-hmm. I don't want to pull out my teeth because you can go to a place that is cheap but they just pull out your teeth like no I want mm-hmm. to keep my teeth pretty but I can't do it here because here the prices are ridiculous mm-hmm. ridiculous Oh, the other things for example is now that I have a pet like I really like here like how do you treat animals better than in my country because in my country is full of stray dogs they're amazing dogs I love them but they are suffering right but on the same time have a pet like it's really expensive so who can afford and have a, and a pet in really good condition is a privilege too and what that means is that because I don't have a good income I can't take my cat to the vet. you know you know what I mean so in the end like you talking about this universal amount but you don't consider other things that are still are important like that they should be, be part of like maybe the animal right is too big but let's talk to talk about just dental like yeah. good, good cal- quality of medicines like for example like medicine anxiety medicine if if you take for example i take one that the box is 70
0: yeah
1: you know and why have to take a such expensive one because the other ones made you when uh, uh won a lot of weight mm. so i had to pay 70 for the box what happened if i had to take two pills per day it's 140 per month wow. but if i get a cheap one that is going to make me fatter and another things I, I i i going to get like other problems Forget something cheap that maybe I can't afford.
0: Look, the, the cost of pharmaceuticals in this country is astronomical. It's really expensive. I mean, there's some that are on the PBS and this kind of stuff, but it doesn't work for any everyone. And especially if you're someone with a chronic illness, that sometimes the mainstream medications won't work for you. Like there's And there's a lot of medications that have like the side effects that are desired for someone. Like, say, if you've got a chronic illness, a medication might have a side effect. Yeah that it, it helps with the pain or the nausea or something like that. Yeah. But that's not what that medication is designed for. So, and I believe this is correct, so I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but my understanding of how the PBS works is that you only get it at that discounted rate if you have the diagnosis that this medication is designed for. Ah. So if you, like, for example, there were people who would have a diagnosis of bipolar, but a medication that, that was under the PBS for someone with schizophrenia. yes. That medication might have worked for that person with bipolar, but they couldn't get it on the PBS because they didn't have the right diagnosis. That's and so stupid.
1: Like, That's it's terrible. But you see, so everything like in some ways there is is like, yeah, we have these things. We help you like this, that don't should be helped because the is the state is is your state, right? You choose them, it's your country, of course they have to take care of you. But it's not done properly. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, but it's not done properly, like everything is no. done like in the, in the surface, but they don't fix mm. the problem. They don't
0: fix the no. roots, you know? It's constant band-aids and it's privatisation. Band-aid, it's, that's the word. Yeah, it's. It, they're always coming up with, like, with the NDIS. They're, it feels like they're always trying to come up with ways to fuck it up. Yeah. Like, by by contracting out to providers, they are making it cost, like, so much more than it needs to because every one of those providers is a business they are all going to be running for profit of course yes even even if it's not even if it's not for profit they still need to make money so they can pay everyone the pharmacy the pharmacy
1: thing is so much money there girl it's insane the pharmacy is just huge huge
0: so uh, sorry just Mm. to quickly go back to deprivatization this is an important part yes we need to deprivatize all services yes they need to be not just government-led but like regulated as well like this is just my own personal opinion no i super agree with you yeah worker owned and operated as well so that the people who are working in the organizations who are running the businesses are in control of their business themselves and i don't mean like family business that kind of bullshit but i mean like cooperative sort of stuff Also, essential services should not only be deprivatized, but they should be free. They should be totally accessible. And I know this is like, it makes people like really scared, just like, how could it possibly? Things run because we make them run. It's not because we get paid to do it. So if we are there in the streets doing things, they will happen. If we build a house, it gets built regardless if you get paid or not. Of course, you're going to get paid for it. You're going to get paid for your labour or compensated for your labour. But it's not about doing things as quickly as possible and as cheaply as possible so you can make the most profit it's going back to creating quality products and quality housing and quality education because the problem that we keep coming up against it's that everything's trying to run for profit yeah yeah because to, that that is everyone's called... trying to do as cheaply as possible cut as many Corners as possible, so that we can get the most money as possible for shareholders. In the meantime, universities are losing, healthcare is losing, people don't have houses. Like the going back way, way, way back when, well, not even that far. It feels like forever. But going back to when the the towers were surrounded by cops, those environments were so densely populated. Of course, there was going to be an outbreak. Of course, yes. And that's a failure of the system. That's not a failure of the people. What I'm really scared of is they're going to. use this pandemic to highlight the flaws in the public housing system to start building social housing instead of public housing. And we need more public housing. We don't need more social housing. Was it different public with social? Social housing is essentially, again, run by contracted not-for-profit organisations yeah. and it's uh, based on your income. Whereas if you're in public housing, you have your housing. We need more public housing. We need more accessible public housing. Yes, 100%. Maybe, yeah, yeah. And that's where we need to, like, and this is the, the problem. I can't remember where I read this, but we've got we've got need. So how do we not have jobs? We have public housing that needs to be built or renovated or fixed. So we have jobs. We have schools that need more teachers. We have jobs. We have a healthcare system that is failing us so we have jobs all of this is jobs it's just the government doesn't want to pay for these jobs because they want to profit off fucking gas and fuel that's where they want to put their money they think that and i don't know how this is because even the fucking energy companies are moving are transitioning away from from fossil fuels into renewables but the government can't and that's because of where all their mates work i swear to god it's because of where all their mates work oh yeah 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 yeah. i think i've banged on enough about that yeah 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 do you mind if we just finish up with a quote from audrey lord yes of course yes if that's okay so audrey lord wrote for the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house they may allow us temporarily to beat him at his own game but they will never enable us to bring about genuine change and this fact is only threatening to those women who still define the master's house as their only source of support We need to work outside the system. We need to stop working within capitalism and within the rules of this government, these laws that they have enacted and that they have put in place by men for men and are maintained by men aren't designed for us to succeed. No, they are not. They are not.
1: No. I can tell you, like, if you want to understand a little bit how neoliberalism system works, I will please invite you to read a little bit about the constitution and what is happening in Chile because Chile, it was the laboratory neoliberalism that is exactly the same system that you have in Australia, but ours is worse because it's yeah. more private. Uh, But it's really similar and you can see how actually our constitution was made for made the richer, richer. And, yes. um, the important about this is like, we're talking about the comedy that foreclosed this episode. It's like activismo. We are not not working guys. Activists is still working, but it's being harder because it, the good thing is we're meeting a lot of people online. What you can do before, like it's, it's really cool in some ways, but activism have a lot with look uh, what is about a street and, mm. and annoying people in the way that is like, why they stop the traffic? You know, like, oh, what is happening? <laughs>
0: that's the idea. Uh, that is the idea. But that's the worst possible thing. Oh my god, I'm late to work. I'm late oh, to work. You're delaying my ability to produce for capital. Oh my exactly. god. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because that is the yeah. idea.
1: Like you want to do that. That because we are against yeah. it and that's probably so the yeah. important is guys if you see something, if you believe in something, share talking about it. Like yeah. go to yeah. forums, Don't shut like up. Don't hashtags, shut up. share every day, talk about with everyone, like meet people that think like you, you know, make noise. Support the people that is making noise and that understand and make a difference. Like when you see some, is uh, you can you can even when you're inside your home, you can try to do whatever you can. Even if you just sharing every day a hashtag.
0: Yeah, yeah, Go and look at the Chilean Constitution. Yeah, because that's please. where we're heading. That is where we're going. But also read the Australian Constitution. Hundred percent. Yeah, just, I I haven't. So like I'm just, incredibly ashamed. I printed it out. I've got it, but I haven't read it.
1: More, <laughs> more than, like but read the Constitution Chile because. It shit just like read mm. like explanation look like a good way to, they can explain you the problem that happened in Chile the constitution and the neoliberalism and that mm. will uh, help you to understand a lot of things that are happening here team because we are in the mm. same because people think that when you are South America all the countries are socialist but actually it's not like that so in mm. Chile is extreme right side actually and with mm. a president that is modern and he's studying in Chicago and the best university for Harvard and shit friend of mm. all the rich people in the world he's at the in the for top top rich person in the world too. So mm. take a look, read about it yeah. because it will help you understand a lot of things that are happening here. And what we're doing, that the importance of the start to fix from the roots, uh, yep. fight for your rights and yep. change the constitution if it's necessary, if it is what is stopping you to do real changes
0: because the constitution is made for you, by you people. Yeah. yeah. So the federal budget is going to be handed down, I think, on Tuesday. Oh, yes. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And we're not expecting good things for women or for migrant workers or anything like that (laughs) yeah of course yeah so we've got a special guest next week who is uh someone i'm a big fan of i love their politics i'm not they've got a couple of aliases on the internet so i don't know which name to use so i won't use it now but we have an awesome guest next week who talks about the economy politics feminist marxism so it's going to be a really great episode
1: yeah so please
0: please stay tuned but in the meantime Go and like and subscribe and do all those things. And share. The Refugee Active Collective. Uh, Sign their petition. Donate. To the chuffed fundraiser, I can't remember to support Chris and the team with all their fines and bullshit that they yes got from yes the government just yeah and also I yeah I I fucking hate doing this but like like our podcast and share our podcast and do all that
1: I say stuff. it and I don't forget to share uh, subscribe and comment because it's really important for us and because I think it's good more people listen to this loud woman that have a lot for to say and uh, yeah if you have any feedback if you want to one day talk to us or maybe participate too we will be happy to hear you so just comment don't forget we are in apple podcast spotify bond bean and youtube too so yeah thank you so much for hearing us this week it was daniela speaking and my dear friend
0: bye everyone
1: bye Bye, leah Leah. bye (laughs) take care and free the hamsters bye bye
0: for god's sake